This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic to cosplay to Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. Today, we are taking a trip to the quaint little town we left behind to become a high-powered businesswoman. We have 48 hours to put on the annual Christmas play since our father and mother are unable to do it. And we're teaming up with the boy we loved in high school who is now a local handyman who never sweats but works hard and is a very simple down-to-earth guy. Will our banter lead to love as we become a stepmom to his precocious son or daughter in the wider-than-white town of White Pines Anywhere, USA? Yes, we are going to be discussing Hallmark movies today. (laughs) And that was a plot of about 50,000 Hallmark movies that have been done. You could just edit a couple things, make it a high-powered businessman. You could do anything with that that you want to. And I have Ishelle from Liberty Diner Dish with me today. So I'm very excited to talk about this. This is, as I've dubbed this week, this is our cheesy podcast episode week. (laughs) But we all need a little bit of that during this time of year. So before I have Michelle tell me what she's into right now, just a quick housekeeping note that we are on Patreon. So for as little as $3 a month, you can support the show, help us bring you content like this, help us bring you live streams, everything like that. And you'll get some bonus episodes next year. Like I've mentioned before, totally not silly and uh, cheesy, but we are going to be covering every season of American Horror Story. We are also going to do a special episode on Rent as well as a special episode on a fanfic. Haven't decided what fanfic yet. So go on over to the link in our show notes or any of the, or any of our social media and click on link tree and follow the link there. Okay. So Ishelle, what are you into right now? I am into, okay. I should have written this down. I think it's like home for Christmas or something like that. It's a net on Netflix. It's that like Norwegian show. I, to be honest, I stopped halfway through the second series through season two because I spoiled myself to figure out what happens at the end to decide if I want to keep watching it but that's that's what I'm into right now well that's too bad that you got spoiled but but still (laughs) that's cool I thought you were gonna mention the because it's been recommended like on the past two shows that movie that is on um single all the way oh yeah I did watch that one Mm -hmm. yeah I watched that one too yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's been recommended twice so far. I don't know. Maybe it'll be recommended again, but we'll see. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll throw in a third recommendation for that one then. <laughs> there you go. Every, most people have recommended that movie on this podcast, including me. What I'm into is decidedly not a Christmas thing, but 
there is the docu series on HBO Max. I don't know why I call it docu series because it's really a reality show kind of Finding Magic Mike, where <laughs> they are taking men. Men are auditioning to become the next Magic Mike because if you don't know, in Las Vegas, Channing Tatum put together a show. So there's actually a Magic Mike show there, not with the actors from the movies, but they do it there. It's actually on my uh, list for my birthday next year to go and see this live because it looks like a ton of fun. And so these are just some regular men who are trying to find more confidence in themselves. Some of them, some of them are kind of egotistical and they go through all these processes and get eliminated each week. And I don't know, it's a lot of fun and it's fun to, I don't know, to have something where it's more ogling the man than ogling the woman. <laughs> That's very rare. So I definitely recommend that on HBO Max if you're into that kind of thing. I mean, there. It's not too lewd, but I'd say 18 plus for sure. So, okay. So we're going to get into Hallmark movies. And I realized when I put favorite movies on here, I'm like, they all blend together, even though. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to say favorite movies. But if you have a favorite, maybe recent one that you've watched, Dishel. Okay. Of my favorites. Um, so there was one that I saw last night. Now. This is going to be my personal challenge. It's to find a way to incorporate Queer as Folk into every episode I come on. <laughs> because last night, Jennifer Taylor appeared on my screen. <laughs> oh, really? oh, yes. Yeah. She's, she's been in quite a few of them. Yes. yes. Yeah. And the one last night, I think it was like five more minutes. And it was this weird thing because it had like a time traveling grandfather. And But anyway, so I'll throw that one out there just for the Jennifer Taylor little little nod there. And there was another one, I think it was called Holiday in Harlem. And um, I just watched that one earlier this week. And so I'm going to put that one on the favorite list. Awesome. For yeah, reasons that we'll probably get into here in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that one. Um, yeah, it's true. Well, a lot of the actors that you'll see in Queer as Folk are in a lot of these. And I think that's because of, I think a lot of these are filmed in Canada. And so, you know, so a lot of those actors were in Canada because that's where they filmed Queer as Folk, of course. And that's where they film a lot of things. So you'll see actors from like, um, from Supernatural a lot in these two for our Supernatural listeners, because, you know, it's just kind of easier for them to pick from them and probably even Schitt's Creek and stuff like that, too. So you'll see those actors pop up. Well, I watched one yesterday called Christmas House which is very much fitting into the premise I kind of gave a little bit, except it's the guy who's this very famous actor. He comes back to town and his family like decorates their house, like so gaudy. It's, it's just ridiculous. Like they go overboard for Christmas and they're doing it one more time. And the girl that he, or woman that he loved is there. And it's, you know, it's one of those, and she has a precocious kid. <laughs> it's always a precocious kid. I don't know. And Anyway, uh, but one reason I'm mentioning this one, and we'll get to the problematic stuff in Hallmark movies, is there was actually a relationship between two men. And that is, and they were getting ready to adopt a child. And granted, they were very safe gay men, but still, it was nice to see that as well. So that's another reason I'm mentioning that one. So yeah, so that one was one of my most recent favorites. But like I said... Basically, you can cut and paste all of these. They really are. But I want to know because there there is a reason we keep watching these. I mean, there has to be a reason. I know I've mentioned this before. 
my mom is like the biggest Hallmark movie fan I know. And for her, I know personally for her, it's a very comforting thing. Like it makes her feel like, I don't know, like there's hope in the world or something like that. I think I, sorry, mom, if I'm incorrect, because this might be one that she's actually going to be listening to. I almost invited her to be on, but then I was like, I don't know if she'll want to. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. I probably should have. Sorry, mom. But I know that for her, you know, she's like, I always know in the end they're going to end up together. I always know in the end love is going to prevail. And she's a romantic at heart. So I think that's a big reason. So is there a favorite premise, even though most of them are kind of similar, is there a favorite trope that you prefer? Like, do you prefer the woman to be the stuffy one or the man to be the stuffy one or that kind of stuff? And then sort of why do you still watch these, Isha? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll start with why I... um why I think I watch them. So I'm trying to remember, I thought about this yesterday, kind of prepping for our, um, our episode. And I was like, when did I first pick those up? And I feel like when I was a child, I would see my mom watch them some, she's not a huge, well, not openly in front of her kids. She's not a huge hopeless romantic. Maybe she is, but I do know that I remember her. I do know that I remember seeing some of them. I think now she probably watches them a little bit more often. Um, So I was trying to figure out like when I picked that up. And so I think it might've been when I was in college and I had more like quote unquote girly roommates and it would be our thing as we're studying for midterms or whatever, mm-hmm. or finals, I guess at that point we'd have these on and it just kind of became this thing that felt very, it started as like a social thing for me, hanging out with my friends. And then when I went to grad school and all that and lived by myself, like I still kept doing it, kept watching them and would even be like, I got to see when that one comes on. I got to stay up till two in the morning to watch. Like why? It's you've seen it a hundred times. <laughs> but what I think it is for me, it is something, and I know we'll get to the problematic stuff, but it is something that is, that is warm and comforting about them. Definitely at this time of year, I think I love this time of year. I love um, the decorations and the smells from the baking and the, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, the, the ciders and all that. Um, But also there's a side to this year that for definitely in my family, I know this year we're dealing with, um, we're going to have some people that are absent for Christmas this year. And so there's also some of that where there's a little bit of mourning and grief this time of year too, because it reminds you of what's not there. So having something like this that, you know, every time it's kind of like going to McDonald's, you know what you're getting, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not blockbuster quality, like you're getting a Big Mac, you know what you're getting. Uh, and so I think going to these movies and knowing that at the end you are going to have, it's all going to be wrapped up in a nice pretty bow. There's going to be some predictable conflict that could have been, you know, resolved mm-hmm. with a simple like five word sentence. <laughs> but yeah. It's just that familiarity and that warmth and that thing where that's going to be consistent no matter what else is. Um, so I think that's what keeps me returning to them every year. And and I wouldn't say that I hate watch them, even though I know that they're predictable and silly. It's not that I hate watch them, but you do watch it with a little bit of a smirk. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, now, as far as like a favorite trope, um, I definitely got to love the high powered woman going back to the small town. <laughs> she's the only person in the whole entire world who can convince this person to do whatever or sign this document or find this or whatever and there's you know the guy there sometimes he has a kid randomly sometimes he doesn't Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah I think uh that's probably my favorite one yeah 
Yeah. Or like she's lost her the Christmas spirit and he's yeah. really into Christmas. And they can't believe, oh, you love decorating trees. You love baking cookies. What happened? I mean, and she's like 22. So she's <laughs> yeah. been gone maybe four years. So, yeah. That's that's so true. Yeah, the age thing, that's so true because that's another thing. Is sometimes they will have older couples on here, but they're usually the ones with the sage advice. <laughs> it's never like they're usually never the main people. So yeah, and it's funny because if you look at if you go on like Hallmark, because to prep for this, I did a the seven day free trial thing for Hallmark now, kind of movies now. And if you look through there, every single picture for every movie is like a cut and paste. Like, I really think they probably just take the actors, the names, they just switch them around. But there's something about that familiarity that, I don't know, it's it's a very, I think it's a very tough world right now, especially right, especially these past couple of years. And even though there are problems galore with these movies, of course, at the same time, there's like this thing of like, Oh, if only we lived in a world that was as simple as the biggest problem you had was you no longer believe in Santa Claus kind of thing. Because that's what this is. It's like, yes, there are, pro yes, sometimes there are widows and widowers and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, it seriously is like the simplest problem that resolves itself with love. And also, you know, I've mentioned before, I, I love horror. I That's my favorite genre. But at the same time, I am such a romantic at heart. I love romance movies. <laughs> yeah. I want to throw out me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean. In a weird way. Uh, in a yeah. weird way. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? No, I want to know. Well, what I'm not means. big into chick flicks, but I, I do love these Hallmark movies. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. We'll have to dig deeper into that later. I got to work through it with my therapist first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I'm curious. So you don't like like romantic comedies and stuff like that? Not all of them. Not the ones that are. Mm, yeah. Uh. Uh. Oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah. 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 Some sometime if if you're not right on here, sometime we'll have to dig into that and see why that is. That's really interesting. Uh, uh, but I am a romantic at heart and always have been. And the other thing is, you know, I think sometimes Lifetime movies are very similar to this, except. Sometimes there's that other darker side of escaping the man or that kind of thing. And I loved Lifetime movies too. I grew up watching, my sister and I would watch them all the time. And when I moved out, I know, you know, my sister was still at home when I first moved out because she's younger than me. And we would call each other and we would inevitably be watching the same exact movie. <laughs> and granted, those were not the same Hallmarky type things, but it's that same kind of thing of like, that comfort that you know the formula, you know what's going to happen, and you know, you know, they're going to go through trials, they're going to go through misunderstandings, like you said, Ishelle, that could be wrapped up in about two seconds, but you drag them out. And it's it's kind of like a fanfic come to life, except for, I know fanfics, a lot of them are better written than these, but at the same time, it's very much like that. It's like, okay, we're taking these simple people who live these simple lives and we're going to throw them into these little complications and everything's going to be okay in the end. And Christmas will solve it. Or some, I mean, they don't always take place at Christmas time, but something will solve it and they'll be okay. And they'll be together and they'll love each other in the end and goodness prevails. And 
the world is actually a beautiful place, unlike what we feel it is. So I think that's a big reason people like these movies and cling to these movies, because this world is very, very trying at times. And I know right now, especially, and especially right now with the fact that I think people were thinking we were almost done with this, although we have never been out of the pandemic. <laughs> but I think people were thinking that. And now all of a sudden, it seems like we're going to be going back into March 2020. So I think even more so now, stuff like this is comforting. Like I've mentioned before, I don't want to see stuff about the pandemic. I don't want it in my entertainment. I think Superstore, it was fine because it made sense in Superstore. But I don't want to see that because it's everywhere and I want to escape it a little bit. I'm not saying to ignore it, but to escape it for a little bit. So watching these, like yesterday, I was watching them and I have a little bit of a cold. And so it was a nice thing to just lay down and relax and just watch the cheesiness and let it wash over me and be okay with it. And then I had to stop and watch a horror Christmas movie. But at the same <laughs> totally me but let me interject so my yeah. mom did the opposite she watched a movie on netflix scared herself and so then watched five hallmark movies <laughs> <laughs> well sometimes i've done that before too where i'm like okay whoa that was a little bit too much i've got to watch something really light and cheesy but yeah i think they're very very comforting my favorite tropes are always enemies to lovers i love that when people hate each other at first it's like Yes, I can't wait till they turn that page. And you know they like each other even when they hate each other. Like, you know, at the very beginning when they see each other, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so attracted to this person, but I'm just going to pretend that I'm not. And those are my absolute favorites. And I think it, oh, yeah. Are, yeah, you like those ones too? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I like those a lot more than the ones where they're like friends and then they become lovers or they're quaint with each other. I And I think actually with Hallmark movies, you'll see enemies to lovers a lot more than you'll see any other trope. And even if they used to like each other, they still have that thing of like, you know, distance and not really liking each other. But yeah, those are always my favorite. And I think it harkens back to the very first ship I ever had, had was David and Maddie from the show Moonlighting. So Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepherd. Michelle, you're too young. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I never heard of that. Is that new? No. This is dating myself. I'm like, I know Michelle's going to be like, huh? I don't know this show. <laughs> but that was like enemies to lovers galore thing. And that was like my first ship ever when I was a little kid. And so I think that's why it's my favorite, favorite trope. And it definitely goes over here too. Okay, well, even though we love these and they're comforting, there's a lot of problematic stuff, especially lack of representation, which I know over the past few years they've tried to do better at this, even though, of course, you have people, especially when they try to be more LGBTQ friendly. I'm not going to say IA because basically, really, it's LG is what they tried to be, <laughs> or G. I don't even, I mean, honestly... Um, so there is that, that there, and they've gotten pushed back when they've tried to be a little bit more inclusive, sadly. So what are your thoughts on that, Ishelle, about the problematic stuff and the lack of representation? We'll just talk about that first. And then I think there's other stuff too, but. 
Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, they're very white. I mean, from the fake snow, that's basically like quilt batting that they just laid in. I'm like, really, guys? <laughs> this is the best we could do. And never cold. Yeah, never cold. You don't see any like air coming out when they're talking. Uh, so it's very, they're very white. And it's very, even, you know, the storylines are cookie cutter, but a lot of times the actors and actresses are very cookie cutter as well. And I think it's one of those things where you don't realize that that's, you know, in recent years have brought up so much stuff and like, hey, this is probably actually a problem because if you've been, if I've been watching these for 10 years and then it's just until recently that I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) But uh, so definitely they're very white and then the people all kind of look alike and there's not much representation Mm -hmm. like, well, initially there hadn't been. Um, because like you said, yeah, if we can just a little bit of the L and the G, <laughs> G that yeah. wasn't there. Uh, but then also like the ages, like a lot of times they were younger. Like now you're seeing where you have some middle-aged couples and like the one I mentioned earlier that had, um, Sherry Miller is actually her name, not Jennifer Taylor, but, but, <laughs> but it, I now when like her daughter had a little romance going on, but she did too, even though I think the man they gave her was way too old for her, but that's okay. <laughs> so there was a lot, a lack of representation in a lot of ways from, you know, from these stories. And if they're kind of perpetuating something that people buy into, like, this is what romance looks like, you know, mm-hmm. of course, you should not take your views and ideas of romance from TV, definitely not from these movies, but people do. And so if it's sending that message, then, you know, if you're not the high powered exec with this bone to pick with your coworker or whatever, you know, and then a lot of times the divorce is like, they'll have a single mom or a single dad, but it's like, oh, they, they, they died died at childbirth or something like that. But there was Mm -hmm. no, like, there's no messiness to the, to the divorce. And so that's kind of unrealistic. I say that as a child of divorce, Um, but, uh, and so with that, just even just those base layer things, there were, there were problems there. And like you said, like when they tried to get more more inclusive, more diverse, like having pushback on that. And it's kind of from both sides. Like the one side is like, no, we don't want to see that in our wholesome Christmas movies. Mm -hmm. But the other side is like, well, that didn't go far enough or you didn't represent the whole rainbow or you didn't. And so it's very hard to do inclusivity and diversity. So while I'm happy to see them making some strides, but it still has to follow that cookie cutter mold. Like we talked about the, I know this is different network, the Netflix movie, but I saw an article and people were complaining about that because they yeah. felt like it was too, um, too tame, I guess. And it was like, well, you know, people are kind of looking for a certain formula at this time of year in their movies. And so I don't know. That's just, that's, those are my initial thoughts. I've got more, but those are my initial ones. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, you know, it is the problem with not having, inclusivity in these movies is you don't necessarily have to get rid of the formula, even though there are issues with the formula. The issue is, is saying that the only people that can have this kind of love or have this kind of happy ending are cis white people. And, and when you do that, when you perpetuate that stereotype, you may not think that's harmful, but that is harmful. You know, everybody deserves to see themselves fall in love on screen And when you try and make it so heteronormative and so white and white, 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 I mean, it's like when I said in the beginning, whiter than white cities, it's true. I mean, sometimes you will see they pepper in 
one black man or black the sassy black assistant exactly the sassy gay friend (laughs) oh yes yes they're they're it's always sassy yes yes which is a harmful stereotype that needs to end and you still will see it or the wise sage that's the, the other one and so it's like okay so people can only be these molds but the white people get to live out these romantic fantasies and these romantic lives and they get to be the hero of their story. And, you know, it's harmful. And people push back on that and say, well, what does it matter? What does it matter? It doesn't matter. We, you know, it shouldn't be about that. It shouldn't be about, well, of course you're going to say that because you get to see yourself every single place you look, you see yourself. So of course you're going to say that when you don't get to see yourself somewhere, that's, that's when the problem comes in. And, you know, when they try to do it, like with the movie Christmas House that I mentioned, you know, it was very saccharine, very safe. I'm trying to remember. I I can't even remember if they kissed. But they were two. They were like the co-stars. They were like one of the guys was the brother of the main guy, the actor. And their big thing was, you know, when they were going to tell the family they were going to be looking to adopt. So you had sort of this very safe gay couple. Which is something you will see a lot. I mean, that's a lot of the reason like Will and Grace was criticized. I've criticized Will and Grace for that because Will and Grace really to me was made for a straight audience. That's like, okay, this is safe. They're not too sexual. We very rarely see them interact and we'll have the main two characters be a woman and a man. So (laughs) we can still have that. And people really wanted Will and Grace. There were viewers that wanted them to get together. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Down to the end. And then even hoping that in the, when they rebooted the show, Mm -hmm. that it would happen then. Yeah. Which is like, um, that's not, not the point. I mean, (laughs) it's just, yeah, but that's the way we work as a society. So I think, you know, it's just, it's sad to me, the pushback that happens. It's not surprising to me, but it's sad because, you know, what I wish people would understand and see is just imagine you don't get to see yourself everywhere. Just imagine that because we as white people get to see ourselves everywhere. We just do. I mean, it's just a thing. And straight people to see each other everywhere. So the fact that you don't, that it's such an, that it's, uh, that you have to strive for it and fight for it and they get pushback for just wanting to be seen is just so gross to me and it's so sad to me. And I know, you know, there is that part of me that's like, well, I probably shouldn't watch these because I'm giving, you know, because I'm feeding that machine. So it's this weird thing, this weird conflict. I mean, it's this, this is a problem throughout media, not just Hallmark movies. <laughs> this isn't just essential to Hallmark. But Hallmark to me is kind of like, they're like the, not to the same extreme, but they're like the Hobby Lobby of <laughs> of entertainment where they're very safe and very Christian and very... um American flag flying outside of your door, which is so not what I am. That's why it's always so interesting to me when I consume so many of these, because it's like, this is kind of going against what you are, but at the same time, it feels nice and it feels good and makes you happy. Do you have that conflict? 
Yeah, I do. I definitely have that. Yeah, that same exact thing uh, for all the reasons that we've talked about. <laughs> it's just like it brings me so much comfort in a way, but then in another way, it agitates these things that frustrate me about mm-hmm. about mainstream media and about entertainment. So I definitely feel that, and I don't know. I guess I just kind of let myself exist between those two. <laughs> <laughs> those two things without having to make a decision on it. I will say this. Uh, so I was watching one the other night and it was like the typical in- enemies to lovers thing. But then they each had a friend the, uh, and the guy's best friend. I, gu- I guess she was his best friend. I, I was rapping presents. I wasn't paying a whole lot of digit. But <laughs> so she was interested in the other girl's friend. So two women. And so it, to me, it's interesting that they did two men before, and I guess America finds that more palatable, but because they can make them eunuchs in a way, the way they present them mm-hmm. on this show. And so they did two men, but then I saw that there was an advertisement. I didn't get to watch this one because it came on later and I forgot, but it was going to be two women were the main um, characters. And I haven't seen, I haven't watched one like mm-hmm. that yet where it's a lesbian couple. I don't even know if they use that term in the movie. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I have either, which, you know, it's kind of surprising to me that the, that men are more palatable, but I think it is that eunuch thing, because the reason it surprises me is two women together in a straight male world is okay to watch because it's sexy and hot, and I think a lot of straight men think they can somehow get with these women. And, right, they think yeah. it's just like some little kink or fetish that the women have, but they're not really... They're not mm-hmm. really lesbians or bi. They're, yeah. Yeah. And somehow they'll be able, they'll invite me in and we'll have a threesome. I really think that's what a lot of men are thinking. So it's interesting to me that these movies seem to go more towards we'll just have two men. And it could be, what it could be also is that more women watch these than men. But I think there are a lot more men that want that watch these than we think do or than we say do. And I'm not just talking about if you have a stereotype in your head that gay men watch these, I'm talking about straight men. I think there are a lot more straight men that watch these than we might think or that more than want to admit it because that's not masculine, which is such bullshit, but whatever. <laughs> it's another yeah. stereotype. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the attorneys I used to work with, uh, he's like, I mean, when you, he is Fox News in human form. <laughs> And he watches these Hallmark movies with his wife every year. Mm -hmm. And last year I was with them around Thanksgiving time and we were just kind of watching, had some of these on in the background. And um, I'm trying to remember because there was one, they weren't the main characters. They were like side characters. And it was, if you knew what to look for, it was obvious that they were, they were gay men, but they didn't just like put it out there. I think they were just kind of like baby stepping their way into (laughs) into Mm -hmm. it at that point. It was either last year or the year before. And he made some comment about it, but I'm very curious. I'm going to see him later this week. I'm very curious to see if he's watched one of these that has, you know, a different, an alternative storyline, I'll say. Yeah. Alternative to that white cishet normative thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even because I remember the one we were watching, the one that we did watch start to finish, it had a... um a black woman and a white man and even that is new like doing interracial couples and not just black and white but like other other ethnicities also that's a newer thing that they're doing um but yeah i'm curious to see if he's watching but i do agree with you i do think part, and i don't know i've not done any research on this of course but i do think part of it is because women watch these more often 
than men. I do think men watch them though, but um, and maybe that is why they started with the men instead of the women. Yeah, yeah, I think that 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 could very well be the case because trying to think why that would be that they would think that would be more palatable and an easy way to do. But I mean, as far as I know, they've never done a bi. I remember bisexual representation, trans I mean, what representation. Has? <laughs> what well, has? yes, very true. <laughs> very true. Things have. Yeah. Very true. Very true. And I mean, trans representation, I, I mean, <laughs> the day that happens. <laughs> I know. And I was just reading an article yesterday where people were like, we don't need the I and the A anymore. I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, people. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What Once they... Br- It'll be amazing if they branch out past the L and the G. Uh, I would love to see it, but I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon since they've gotten so much pushback just including the L and the G. So we'll see what they end up doing. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, and I think another problematic thing with these movies, speaking as a woman, is a big message in these is all you need, you know, if you're a high-powered woman and you want success and you're going after that, that is not what you should be doing. And that means you cannot have love and also be high powered and successful. That love is the answer to everything. And that's all you need is love. So do you, what do you think about that, Michelle? Cause I think that's another problematic thing with these. Oh yeah, definitely. So definitely problematic. It's like, you know, you need to give up your career and move back to this small town. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's going to be no discussion about him just moving over to where you are. Like, no, yeah. that's not the way it works. And so I definitely think that is problematic too, because it, I do believe that love is important, but I also think that love comes in many forms. And sometimes it's going to be in a romantic relationship between two partners or more than two partners. Sometimes it's going to be just between you and your, your friend circle or your family or whatever. And so I do think that love is important. It's not, I'm not an anti-love person. I'm very Mm -hmm. pro-love, but I don't think that love always has to make you choose between your career and these other things that you've worked really hard for and that you're really talented in because that's the other thing like rarely you'll see it where the person's struggling in their career they're trying to force something to happen that they're just not great at so they give it mm-hmm. up generally it's you no know, they're they're thriving in it and then they have to give it up for this relationship or for this man generally and I think that's very harmful and I think that sends the wrong message and I feel like that's why so many women in real life are in this place where they are unhappy and unfulfilled because society has perpetuated that. Like, nope, the most important thing is just go do whatever the person you love tells you to do (laughs) or go mold your life around them and what they have going on. And there's going to be no compromise between the two. So I do think that that is very, very problematic. Yeah. And it very much perpetuates that thing of like what a woman really needs as a man. And you really need that. And I, I mean, yes, love is great. Romantic relationships are great if they're healthy. But I think the way that a relationship is healthy is if you love every aspect of your partner, including some of that stuff that may be messy. And I'm not saying like if they're like abusive or anything like that. I'm just saying like 
you know, if they have a career or stuff like that, that's part of maybe who they are, as long as that career is fulfilling to them. If it is someone who's in a career that they don't like, then yes, of course, leaving that, that's fine. But if a woman is very successful, it doesn't mean that she can't have love too. It doesn't mean she can't have all of that. And so it goes to that very, it's a Christian thing again. It's very much that the woman should be at home, um, you know, baking cookies and not necessarily having a career. But what's interesting also is that sometimes in these, it's the reverse. So it's like, it's the opposite of that. So it's like the man is the one who's working all the time. He's got this high powered career and he eventually leaves that. So it's an interesting little thing, even though I think there's harmful tropes. So what do you think about that when it has the man leave it for <laughs> a more down home life? Like that movie I mentioned, Christmas House, that's very much the way it is, but. Yeah, well, of course, as a woman, I like to see that more often than the other way. <laughs> but even that can be problematic, too, because it's like you were saying, it's about like, yes, love is important. But part of it is embracing all those things about about each other, but also compromise and also helping each other be the best version of who you are. And so like, this is your career. If this is your thing, how do I support you in that without losing myself in it? And so I feel like it's it's problematic either way. Uh, but I have to say, and maybe this is wrong to say, but as a woman, I prefer to see it. <laughs> if somebody's got to give something up, I've seen enough of the women giving it up. So I'd rather the man have to do it. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I mean, I think that makes sense because we've always seen that. And plus it's like, I think it kind of speaks to that thing where, okay, well maybe the man will be softer if he's not just being a high powered executive. Plus, I don't really find high-powered executives very appealing. <laughs> so I can also be what it yeah, is. Yeah, they just pull themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm more like, give me that arty guy or the more down-to-earth guy or the guy that's like, Give me know, the not... one working at the Christmas tree farm. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah, that rugged yes. guy. Yeah. Yes. More of that and not, I mean, business suits can be attractive. Suits are attractive. I'm not saying they're not. But it's not to me the most attractive. So it's like, you know, I don't I don't care if you're like this high powered exec making millions of dollars. That's not attractive to me necessarily. I mean, if you're a good person, then yeah, whatever. But that's not going to be appealing to me. So I agree. I prefer that. That's why sometimes I prefer the ones where like in our opening thing where the guy is like the handyman or he's the local, you know, there's been ones where I've seen he's like the local child entertainer or something like that or he runs the local playhouse or something and he doesn't make a lot of money but he's so cool and down to earth. <laughs> that to me is a lot more attractive than that guy in that suit who's just like gung-ho power hungry money hungry guy so yeah it's 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 an interesting thing where it's a lot more attractive if the man has to leave that than if the woman <laughs> But it makes sense because we've had to see that for our whole lives. Yeah. Know? Well, and so two things with that. One, they never really. So the one who's doing this like random job working at the tool shop selling screws is like, how do you have money to pay for this cabin you're living in? That's true. <laughs> There's never any explanation for that. But the other thing I wanted to say, it's probably more important. It's, it would be easier for the man to replace that job that he's given up than it would be for the woman. Yes. Like I know that in my personal life where 
you know, climbing up a corporate ladder. I work in the corporate world. I'm trying to get out of it, but right now that's where I'm at. And, um, and I needed to transition jobs just because one of them was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I cannot do that anymore. And they were lowballing me on the offer. And I was like, if I start moving backwards and what I'm willing to accept, it will be very hard for me to get back to where mm-hmm. I was. And so, yeah. So when the man has to give it up, I also don't feel sorry for him because he can easily go anywhere else and replace that job and that salary and that title. But for a woman, that's way harder to do. Very good point. Cause that's very, very true. Yeah. And that, that is also a good point where you will see these men doing these, these jobs that they're probably making nothing at. And they have like these amazing houses and <laughs> Yeah, and they're buying her like a tennis bracelet for Christmas. Like, where did you get that money from? <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, that's not realistic. But we don't necessarily always watch these for the realism. <laughs> I, no, I suspend pretty much all realism when I watch TV and movies. I just, I kind of just decided not to care. It'll give you a headache. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Some things I'm like, okay, I want this to be a little bit more realistic. But these ones, you know, it's not going to happen. <laughs> But I want to know, this wasn't on the outline, but this popped into my head because we have some time. I want to know, is there like a dream scenario, like a dream thing you would love to see in one of these? Well, okay. Yes. So in the things, in the strides that they've made with inclusivity, sometimes you get, so I'm going to go back to this one. It was like holiday in Harlem or whatever. And I'll just point out really quickly. One of the things that I liked about that one, the I hope this isn't offensive to the actress, but she's a little bit of a um, a more like mid-sized woman, not like tiny, petite. Mm-hmm. And so I really did like that. A lot of the cast were, um, uh, I guess, Black or African-American. I'm not sure. But, um, and they had like natural hairstyles and they let them have their Harlem personality. And so I really did like like that. And so as I was watching that movie, I was thinking what would really be cool is if you got where it wasn't just like all black or all white or all Indian or Asian or whatever, but if it really reflected society. And so it was a mix of all of these ethnicities, of all of these orientations and people with disabilities. And there were and it was something like a love. I know. okay. I like love actually, and I don't want to hear any crap about it. All right. Okay. I won't because you know my thoughts on it. I won't say anything. <laughs> but I don't want to hear any crap about it. Okay. We can all have guilty pleasures. All right. <laughs> so, um, but so if it was, I would really like to see something like that where you get several different couples that you're following, and not all of them are romantic, some of them are platonic. Like it has something with some ace representation in it, also. And so finding this connection in a, in a different way. I would like to see something like that where it's just a little bit of all forms of rainbows mm-hmm. <laughs> with people. It's, I would like it to keep some enemies to lovers stuff because I do love that trope and I would like it to have a happy ending. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I second everything you said. I also, I would love to see like a love triangle in one of these where it was with a bisexual character and he or she was trying to decide between a man and a woman. Um, and it wouldn't be anything where it was like where they made the bisexual character a slut or anything like that. That is where it's problematic. But it would be something very accepted and where that might be the choice the character is trying to make. I think that would be an interesting thing to do. Also, you know, definitely I agree with the body type thing because like we said, pretty much all of these actors are interchangeable. 
and that's not to insult the actors. It's just the way it is. It's just like with Ryan Murphy, which, you know, as you shall can have everything go back to Queer as Folk, I can have everything go back to American Horror Story and Ryan Murphy universe. Ryan Murphy does the same thing. He has like, and and everybody knows I, I love Finn Whitrock to the moon and back, okay? that's <laughs> But Finn Whitrock looks exactly like uh, Matt Bomer and looks exactly like this other white guy with the dark hair and the green eyes. So it's like they, or blue, it, you know, it switches. But they all kind of fit this mold where, you know, there's this TikTok I shared where this person's like, okay, so you're telling me these six guys in Ryan Murphy's universe are different guys. They look exactly the same. And it's not to insult the actors because they're really good actors. It's just when you have that cookie cutterness, it's kind of like, okay, branch out, you know, be a little bit more daring. And I think that's the same thing for these. Like, I would love to see different body types, different ages, you know, and not just a woman who is 40. And of course, she's going to be the guy who's 70. I mean, it's like men in Hollywood and in this industry can keep acting well into their, that age, but women can't. Women. Once, mm-hmm. Yeah. Once they're over like 30, 35, it's like they're done for. They're, they're ancient. But Harrison Ford can be out there with like a 30-year-old wife in his 70s. So it's it's really problematic. So I'd love to see that. You know, even maybe an older woman who is with a little bit younger man, uh, something like that too. And definitely the different body types and definitely more representation where it's not just white, 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 white on white on white on white. It would just be nice to see more of that. Um, And I know they're trying, but if it was something that where we weren't like, oh my gosh, yay, where it was just kind of the norm (laughs) in these movies, I would love to see that too, you know, because like I said, everybody deserves to be seen in every kind of story that they possibly can and not just one stereotype or not just one thing. Um, I, you know, these movies are never going to be steamy romances. I mean, they're, that's not just not what they are. There are other ones that can be that, you know, but these are never going to be that. These are the tame version of a romance novel where there's no sex. <laughs> and I don't want them to be steamy. I mean, I can get yeah, that no, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I, I, I like that stuff, but I would be very, I think weird and jarring. To have yeah. Then <laughs> I would be one of the ones writing in letters like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't necessarily need those in these. I would also love to see more representation of people who have a mental illness and it be, you know, oh, these people get to have love too. And it not be some weird tropey thing, or not tropey thing, but weird, um, bad stereotype thing. So I'd love that too. So yeah, just more representation. But this has been fun talking about this. There are lots of different things in here that we could explore more, like different tropes eventually we'll have to take on. Especially like the best friend trope that I think is harmful, yeah. like the gay best friend, the black mm-hmm. best friend, the, you know, that kind of stuff is something we really need to tackle. And the age difference trend. I think that's another thing too. So, yeah. So we'll go ahead and close out. So, Ishelle, if you want to let everybody know where you can be found and most importantly, your podcast. Yeah, so like she said earlier, I co-host Liberty Diner Dish with my boo, Ken. And uh, we right now are covering um, Queer as Folk um, with episode by episode commentary of that. We have two seasons left in this, so we're going to be doing some other fun 
things, but everything, it'll always have an LGBTQIA plus angle with what we're doing. Uh, as far as social media, you can find us at Liberty Diner Dish. I think for most platforms, except for Twitter, where we're at Diner Dish because it was too long. So yeah, <laughs> that's where I'm at. Awesome. Yes. And you can hear me on there. Di- delving yes, deep you have one, yeah you have one i think we're, it's releasing this week so <laughs> yeah. oh, okay so by the time Sorry, this comes yeah. out it'll hey be guess out. what aaron yeah <laughs> <laughs> no that's that's awesome they've been so much fun and i know the next one i'll be doing will be season four brian kinney which is my favorite by brian kinney so that one i'm like super excited but i know a lot of our listeners i want to say Really quickly, a, a, a thank you to Ishelle and Liberty Diner Dish for having on and for emailing me. That's how that all started. Was was she reached out to me, and it's funny because I told her this, and this is a true story. I had found her podcast before she reached out to me, and I had in my head, I've got to reach out to them. I've got to reach out to them, and then she happened to email me. So I just wanted to share that because I think it's a really cool podcast. <laughs> podcasting story (laughs) this whole thing well I'm talking about these shows and like why it's so important to consider those harmful things is because I'm sorry to pull this back in but Queer's Folk was so important in educating me and in growing me and making me a better human being just with like how I see the world and just like oh don't be ignorant to these things that are happening around you and so that was very important to me and then also the romantic in me just latched onto it and so from that came the podcast and it's but the whole thing has been a journey for me and so just cold emailing Aaron and like hey I like your I liked your episode will you be my friend (laughs) (laughs) so just doing that by email like all of this is kind of sparked from a show that really did change the way that I see people around me and see the world so Mm-hmm. No, th- thank you for saying that because I think that's that's one of the reasons I started this is that I think people too often look down on media and, and getting so involved in media and having it be something that helps change your world and your life. But it has for me, it brought so many amazing people into my life. So, you know, and it helps me, you know, process things. It helps me see things differently. And, you know, I, I know a lot of our listeners that we have gained have come from Liberty Diner Dish too. I want to say that because I know there are a few listeners that we have that are like, they they go back and listen to our old episodes and they interact with us on social media. Um, and they all found us because of being on Liberty Diner Dish. And I'm hoping the same can be, you know, that's they can find people too, because I think it's kind of important in this world of podcasting to be able to find each other. And I, but anyway, I just thank you again, Ishelle, for coming on. And I just, I, I love this world of podcasting. So you can follow me on Twitter at E April beauty, the E and the A and the B are capitalized. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod on Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one on Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod. On TikTok at It's a Fandom Thing Pod. If you have any feedback, show notes, if you'd like to be a potential interview guest on the show, please feel free to reach out to us at It's a Fandom Thing Pod at gmail.com. And on our next episode, we're continuing the cheesiness, although there will be some horror movies mentioned, so not complete cheese, with our Christmas movies episode, which you may have already watched that since that was our live stream this past Sunday. So you may have already seen it. 
if you haven't, go ahead and look, listen to the podcast episode as well. So that should be fun. And then coming next week, we are doing our best of episode, our two-parter, just going over some things that we love uh, entertainment-wise and just going over that kind of stuff. So that should be a lot of fun as well. And of course, this is dropping Wednesday. I know this is a total change of pace, but if you are a Dexter fan as well, Make sure to tune into our Twitter page when we do our live tweets of the new season of Dexter New Blood, starting at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. That's 6 Pacific, 8 Central, 9 Eastern. We do live tweets, and then we head on over to our YouTube page at 8.15 Mountain Standard Time for our live streams. Those are usually with Jen from My Streaming Bubble and Carla from Bedwed or Behead. So those are a lot of fun, so make sure to join us then. So until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter, and Stop Asian Hate. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing. But you know better, and your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over 3 million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not ready our foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.